Now, Paul, yeah. if you were a two-dimensional character, what would your sole <laughs> focus of your intense search be? Just finding the right pair of pants uh, that actually fit. Jesus Christ. You know? How long will it take? Yeah. When will we learn? Yeah. The, the search for the perfect pair of pants should at least keep you busy for one lifetime. Keeps me busy in this lifetime. Yeah. So imagine doing that with one less dimension. It's actually harder. You'd think it would be easier, but but how how do you get, you know, what, what do you do with depth perception? What, what about the ball pouch? <laughs> Once you've lost your rich character and just made yourself a, a soul pant monster, I, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't imagine what that's going to be like. Just total Moby Dick. Total Avap. Total Moby. Total Moby. I think mine is going to be the quest to find a decent deep pan pizza in London. It's oh, I th- it's driven. Thought you were going to say deep pant pizza. Deep pants oh, pizza. <laughs> I can relate to this. I like. I just want a pizza with a deep pant. <laughs> a deep seated pant. Can you help me, sir? Please, <laughs> please leave my establishment. <laughs> please leave me and my family be. <laughs> We've never please met you, get out but of my I've kitchen. met you. <laughs> I'm looking for the deep pants. <laughs> Don't let him bring out the trombone. That's when it all goes wrong. <laughs> Wronger. I'm going to the special hell. <laughs> this week, in our own special hell, we will be discussing Serenity. No, not that one. No. Good to see you, John. It took so long to find you. What do you say? Say I'm not called John anymore. It's funny, huh? Why would you want to find me? My husband has never seen your face. You were right about him. He's violent with you. I want you to take him out on your boat and drop him in the ocean for the sharks. Oh, oh I need a new uh, need a new intro then. I'm going to get on a boat. <laughs> uh, Yay. Nice to pull from. It's actually easier when you think of the film that's the, the sequel to Firefly. Had loads of introductions. What have I well. told you that this was the sequel to the sequel to Firefly? They were going to call it Serenity 2, but decided to pull a Halloween and just call it Serenity. I'm going to say... C- total reboot. Yeah, total reboot. They did lose quite a lot of what made the original special. <laughs> like, the scenario. <laughs> Alan Tudyk went first. After that, they just got rid of the whole thing. <laughs> it was when space walked out of production and they knew they were in trouble. <laughs> No, fuck this, I'll be in my trailer. Uh, no, it, it's, it's nothing to do with the Joss whedon a It's the 2019 film starring Matthew mcconaughey hey hey and Anne hathaway hey hey Nice. <laughs> no, I imagine that was off the cuff. <laughs> um, sure, I'm great. <laughs> all, all, all six of my writers behind me start crying. Um, the film was written and directed... Get out of here! <laughs> well, I told you yeah, about come yeah. again whilst Daddy yeah. does his business. <laughs> The film was written and directed by Joss Whedon. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, so he did. The film was written and directed by Stephen Knight, hmm. who wrote and directed excellent film, Lock. Yeah. Starring Tom Hardy's. Yeah. As he travels across He's country written. to disappoint um, Olivia Coleman, <laughs> as we must all do. <laughs> we all would give him the chance. <laughs> oh, God. He also wrote the screenplay for Eastern Promises. Yeah. But more recently, he did do Burnt, 
allied mm-hmm. and the girl in the spider's web. So he's got good pull, you know? Yeah, he knows okay. he knows several important phone numbers. But uh as evidenced in this Serenity 2019. <laughs> Just not how to write a script. It's also worth noticing that uh back in the day he worked a lot with Jasper Carrot. Really? Yeah, and all of his TV shows oh. like The Detectives and such. Ah. Oh, good international name there to drop. <laughs> You'll love it Australia, Google it. You know, spread the word of carrot. Farm wise. <laughs> now the jork, the jork, the jork I thought of making, uh, <laughs> but decided, but decided not to. Uh, involved the playful use of the word vegetable, and you can find that joke on Patreon. Sign up now. <laughs> <laughs> Only seventy bucks a month. <laughs> Slightly too offensive to include in the podcast. Check it out. <laughs> it's largely just me apologising. So <laughs> I'm so sorry about the joke I haven't told yet, but <laughs> it's I coming up. Do. And I really wish it wouldn't. Oh, God. The film was received by critics like a fishing salesman at 2.30 in the morning, which is to say surprisingly accommodating. Only they weren't. I just said that. They hated it. Yeah. Double bluff. I just want to quote Wikipedia's quote of a critic's quote, which is Christy Lemire of RogerEbert.com gave the film one star, calling it terrible and insane. (laughs) That's great. You have one at one. That's fine, but both barrels. (laughs) Terrible and insane. It's like it's great and insane. (laughs) <laughs> it's fucking masterful I guess ter- terrible and sane is <laughs> terrible but s- quite sane four terrible, stars but I see how they got there oh god <laughs> she, she elaborated similar to Collateral Beauty and The Book of Henry recent dramas with esteemed casts went off the rails in enjoyable awful ways Serenity is the kind of bonkers movie that must truly be seen to be believed something that we're about to test now because <laughs> I'm going to guess that we're going to go through the plot of this and quite a few people are going to be like Hang on a minute. Are they taking the piss? Are they, are they doing he's, another Paulie Brank? These guys are jokers. <laughs> I don't think they've ever seen a film. Let me check Wikipedia. Oh, they've been here too. <laughs> Pauls. Oh, well, speaking of balls, Peter Travers at the Rolling Stone. Pauls. Oh, Pauls. Well, speaking of balls, Peter Travers at the Rolling Stone says, Like the bastard child of body heat and the sixth sense. Minus the heat and the sense. Oh. Very so good. Well done. Body Sixth body. The sixth body. Body sixth. The sixth day, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. probably what he was getting at. Smart man Peter Travers of the Rolling Stone. <laughs> I, I get the subtext. It's always about Arnie. <laughs> always. Cryptic, but we got there. All we metaphors. own you now. We own your face. That's how that works. <laughs> Give it to us. Deliver it to us. Live in Australia. <laughs> so, the public were no more likely to be reeled in by the film as a fishing reference. I don't get it. Oh, okay. Fishermen often watch films on reels when they're on the boat. Oh! Also, fishing is real tight, yo. So. I don't get it. Uh, Mrs. Frances A. Litherland over at Amazon says. It's not a name. <laughs> it's not a name. Stop making up names, Britain. Uh, this film was one of the worst films I've ever seen. The plot non existent. Anne Hathaway was a joke. <laughs> a complete waste of money. <laughs> a fucking joke, Paul. <laughs> she says through the window of Anna ha- Anne Hathaway. <laughs> you joke <laughs> Coming from the red carpet Well obviously you're a fucking joke now But what are you wearing <laughs> Who are you wearing You joke <laughs> So there are no three men But Anne Hathaway and Diane Lane best watch themselves Those jokes uh, What else is Anne Hathaway in uh, what was it? Oh Valentine's uh, Night Oh great yeah. Okay. Is this is this the first um, McConaughey entry uh, Yes I believe it is mm. <laughs> You dirty nasty boy Wait and see <laughs> All right, I've been in some pretty bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no lie. <laughs> we'll just keep a lookout now. <laughs> You'll see him. Maybe we could just do a podcast in 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 these accents. Be a <laughs> surefire way of 
entering oblivion. <laughs> Please join Patreon for not these actors. <laughs> ah, you see, we've locked you out. <laughs> Fuck all you. <laughs> Pay it's going to be all bad McConaughey impressions from now on, except on Patreon, where it's just going to be our usual excellent voices. <laughs> I thought I was going to say the excellent Matthew, Matthew McConaughey impression. <laughs> Nominated. The film has been nominated for two Golden Raspberries at the upcoming 40th Golden Raspberries Awards. Ah, oh, great. Uh, it was nominated for... Oh, no, sorry, it is nominated for Worst Actor for McConaughey. Hey, hey. Um, he's up against David Harbour from Hellboy. Okay, it's in, that's interesting. Yeah. Because the performances themselves, I wouldn't say... No. ...of raspberry-worthy. They'll probably just give it to Cats. Um, give it to Donald Trump again. <laughs> Doing really important things for the left. <laughs> uh, worst Actress for Anne Hathaway who is up against Hilary Duff in The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Oh, great. So there's lots to be excited about there. Yeah, I've got I've got skin in the game now. <laughs> I know who my favourite is. <laughs> oh, dead skin, but all the same. <laughs> oh, God. Well, it's up for uh, Worst Picture as well. Not Serenity, um, The Haunting of Sharon Tate. So here's hoping that they don't just decide to shit on cats some more. They go for the film that actually hurt the world. The world is 2% more dead because of that film. I don't, I don't know which one you're talking about anymore. <laughs> Shit. Oh, God. Could apply to any of them. Oh, so poor, you real boy. <laughs> poor, you Christopher Lambert. Are you still the, Are you still the girl at the bridge? Um, As long as the creepy, sleazy McConaughey hey, hey, is there. Cause, uh, <laughs> well, hey, hey. Gosh darn it, Paul. You can see the stories in his crow's feet, can't you? <laughs> he looks knackered in this. Oh. <laughs> I, I assume it's intentional. Yeah, he's a dirty he's boy. He's knackered in this. <laughs> I saw him um, in real life a few months after this movie was made. I saw him on the streets of London. Streets of London. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, still statuesque in his beauty. So, just intimidating. Took a picture of him whilst he was looking directly at me into my soul. Your phone hasn't actually... You haven't been able to pry that off of your hand yet, have you? (laughs) Just fused on. (laughs) (laughs) Burnt all the hair. Jen was there. It burnt all the hair off of her head. (laughs) That was a hell of a thing. Poor Jen. Poor poor Jen. Let's all all tweet at Jen Blundell. (laughs) You get out of the house again one day. Let's all just, you know, show our compassion. We each send a lock of hair. (laughs) Each send a lock of hair to Paul D. Blundell. And (laughs) (laughs) it's going to make you feel a lot better, I'm sure of it. I was shaving her while she was staring at Matthew McConaughey. So (laughs) what happens in Matthew McConaughey's Serenity? All right. Well, Matthew McConaughey is a fisherman. He's not any old fisherman though uh, he's a great fisherman he's so great that <laughs> he's so great because of his awesome fishing noises <laughs> ah, here we go baby oh yeah come on now oh you little bitch <laughs> yeah it's so great that his his job mostly is getting tourists to pay him Take them out to the ocean and yeah. do some fishing. Strap themselves into a chair, At the last attach minute. a fishing rod cock, <laughs> and then just pull the pull a knife on them as soon as the yeah. big fish comes in that he really wants. Yeah, there's a big fish he's obsessed with catching for reasons we're not told. <laughs> but um, well, I guess we're told, mm. but it's dumb. Um, McConaughey lunges wildly at the men with a knife, mm. um, telling them to back off and let him catch this big fish, uh, leaving it to his shipmate, the best PR guy ever in this fucking town. To do damage control. Yeah. Don't worry, you guys just said their trip advisor is just going to be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> well, I like Digimon Hauzu, but Matthew McConaughey hey, did threaten us both with a knife. So, <laughs> wouldn't recommend. Three out of five. Um, 
now are you doing a joke with uh no i'm that, sure we googled it and it has actually pronounced that didn't let's we? just do whatever we want fuck let's just do really lovely fuck man digimon hound sound <laughs> ham sandwich well it's enough of him because we get we get a man in a suit who is joseph gordon levitt from behind and weird business from the front and, sh- and, and shades uh, without the shades <laughs> shades without the shades and he shows up in order to walk across a lake a bit with a briefcase and be weird yeah. great yeah, it's an adjustment bureau. <laughs> oh no! So, what, what did we just find out? We pronounced his name. <laughs> Jamon. Um, Jaimon Unsu. Piagem. Piage. Oh god, it's harder to make this. Digimon right now. Yeah. I was gonna. It was gonna be Piagemon because of the PR he does. But uh, nice. Piarman wants payment. Piarman wants payment. <laughs> um. But how's McConnor? Hey, well, hey, hey, gonna pay? Cut to raucous sex, as if that's the answer to that question <laughs> somehow. I'll pay you. Yeah. Oh. I did hope. I did hope it was going to cut to the two of them in bed. <laughs> it was just going to be, I'll show you how I'm going to pay you. It cuts oh, yeah, to Jai yeah. Mahinsu's really uncomfortable face, just staring <laughs> fixedly at the ceiling. No, you you tried this before, and no, you, you say it's going to grow on me, but honestly, it's not. It's not. I, just want, I, I prefer money, okay? That's not weird. <laughs> I prefer money. Come on, nobody prefers money. <laughs> well, Lots of people do. <laughs> Most people do. Including you, because he's nailing Diane Lane, and Diane Lane does actually pay him. Yeah, well, Diane Lane is um, here collecting a pretty sweet paycheck, I think. All right, for two weeks, just naked Matthew McConaughey's going to arrive around on top of you. Do I have to be naked? No, you'll actually mostly be wearing shirts and clothes. Huh. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm up for that. Oh, oh, where are we filming, though? Uh, Some exotic paradise somewhere. M- Mauritius. <laughs> Okay. It's some exotic paradise somewhere. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. Is it this show. one where I already am? Yeah, why not? Sure. <laughs> right now. Build it around it, boys. <laughs> and the set just comes in. <laughs> and naked Matthew McConaughey is carried in by two men. <laughs> oh, God. Doing the sort of lying on one side, supporting his head with his hands. <laughs> Big smile on his face. Oh, Christ. Now, at, right. at this stage, I did rewind just to check I didn't miss some sort of point to the introducing the suit guy there. I did not. Yeah, I thought maybe there was a convers- there was like a couple of words or something that I missed, but no, he showed up and he walked across a lake. Yep. The end. McConaughey's at a pub, the pub on the island, hmm. and they say we all think you should name that sk- that fish that you're obsessed with. I do have a name for him, big scary fish. <laughs> um, BSF. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's great. Maybe you could call it Justice or something. Well, that sounds pretty dumb. He said that sounds pr- that sounds pretty dumb, and then he. Walks out of the pub and goes, fuck, oh, shit, shit. <laughs> Really good, actually. <laughs> shit, I'm definitely going to call him that. Oh, how can I rephrase this? Such an idiot, Matthew. Can I rephrase this so it's my idea? He really ought to be better at that sort of thing because he is world's greatest dad, according to a mug that he has. <laughs> um, because <laughs> His whiskey his mug. His whiskey mug. Because subtlety is overrated, I think. <laughs> Look, you don't want to start putting a number on things. Best, worst, <laughs> whatever. It's all it's all binary. Um <laughs> Two sides of the same coin. <laughs> it should just say good dad. <laughs> it just says dad on it. A dad. <laughs> I am a dad. Hey, dad. <laughs> oh, Wo- world's thanks. dad. Thank- <laughs> One of the world's dads. <laughs> oh, thanks, son. You really earned it. <laughs> so he decides that he's going to turn to his mate and say, Hey, Piagiman, your dead wife has really jinxed my crazy obsession for the- with this fish for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Get off Get my the boat. Fuck out. Get the fuck out of here, you dead wife having prick, he says. <laughs> Yeah, so says nicely. It's time for some plot to arrive. So Hathaway matrixes herself into the movie, showing off a ring that glows in the light. Because subtlety, it just 
you know, just don't no, need it. No. <laughs> After Brexit. Well, what, if, if, if you have subtlety, you're going to have people asking questions, and we can't have that while you're mainlining <laughs> the point that. Jesus Christ, into our hearts. Can that not be happening too much in this particular <laughs> film? Don't worry, Paul. It's going to be okay. Um, <laughs> Anne Hathaway does well, a sterling job of navigating her way through several scenes whilst on Thorazine. <laughs> Good to see you, John. What do you say? I'd like to talk to you someplace private. I came to tell you you were right. And I was wrong. She's trying to convince Matthew. She's Matthew McConaughey's ex-wife. That's the twist, everyone. That's the twist. That's the big twist that you weren't expecting. She's his ex-wife. And he want, she wants him to murder her new husband that she left him for whilst he was in the army. Yeah. Uh, a new husband who is Jason Clark. Yeah. To make things worse. To make things even worse, and he's a horrible piece of shit. Whilst she's explaining this, mm. Matthew McConaughey is doing various things, including eviscerating a fish, <laughs> because he's experimenting to see if it's physically possible to make himself unfuckable. <laughs> no luck it's yet. It's not. <laughs> it's not possible. He climbed into a fish at one stage, and I was still <laughs> masturbating, so... More, if anything. F- more furiously <laughs> than before. Because of the wrongness. The, the, yeah. new, the new wrongness of it. Made it even more exciting. You know, when it, when so, it cuts to Han Hathaway and you have to let go and like not do anything just in case they get the wrong idea. And then as soon as it snaps back to McConaughey, it's two, two-handed just to keep you going. <laughs> like a ski jumper. <laughs> like Eddie the Eagle. So <laughs> Hathaway offers him $10 million in cash, which sounds like a real hassle. What do you do with that? <laughs> Got to fucking carry it round, get to a, a branch of Lloyd's and try and pay that fucker in. <laughs> You just, yeah, put it all under your bed. And when somebody says, oh, you came into a lot of money, didn't you? Just go, no. Or just just do what Matthew Con- McConaughey hey, hey, has done for the entire film. and Just ignore literally everyone who says anything to him. <laughs> you can afford to do that when you're with hey, hey. You just know that if you ever need anything from anyone, they will give it to you, whether or not you've built up a good rapport with them or not. So, That's true. It does seem to work pretty well for him. Yeah, it does. That's why he's got my trousers and Jen's hair. <laughs> so, McConaughey, hey, hey. <laughs> what you said, and my tits. <laughs> Your tits are mine now. <laughs> Him over. Okay. <laughs> Come to me. <laughs> so McConaughey says he won't kill Jason Clark, but we've all said similar things. <laughs> we've all Look. we've all promised Jason Clark's mum that we wouldn't. <laughs> but when you're alone with him, it's just <laughs> at this stage Jason Clark does show up and everything gets sad and a little creepy. How do you guys live in a town with only one fucking bar? What do you guys do for girls in this town? And the guy at the hotel says in the poor part of town down by the commercial harbor. You know, little girls would take it right in the ass for 10 bucks a pop. You don't have kids, do you, Mr. Zeriakis? No. My wife's got this son from a previous fuck-up, though. Creepy little fuck. Yeah, everything gets really, really horrible, even yeah. though it's a completely unbelievable... Oh, uh, fuck me. <laughs> ...character. Yeah. It's unbelievable, because probably because I just refuse to believe that somebody like that exists, but I know that probably. people are almost that bad. <laughs> Well, I mean, the fa- we'll get into this in discussion, but the thing about domestic abusers usually is they're actually often quite charming, outwardly, Yes, is what you find. And then it's, you know, yeah. behind closed doors that the Jason Clark comes out. <laughs> you I can't think, be Jason yeah, Clark think... all the time. <laughs> Nobody could. I, I think, yeah, Jason Clark is in this, in this is maybe uh, 10 different abusive people right. in, in one big old Jason Clark body. Yeah, in the big old body. So... Clark is implausibly awful for ages. Uh, they, oh, they get out on the boat. They go out on the boat. We're, we're, after some toxic masculinity, McConaughey agrees to take him out on the boat um, where Anne Hathaway wants McConaughey to push him off. 
because he's abusive. Yeah. But then there's a bite. Lots of sex noises later, and the scene just ends. Everyone, <laughs> everyone stopped believing in it, and it just disappeared. Uh, he didn't yeah. do it. We're led to believe by the next shot, not by the one we were in. Well, because the next shot wasn't him being um, carried by a crowd of millions, holding a huge <laughs> He's finally dead. Ding dong. The clock is dead. <laughs> Halfway tries to goad him, uh, Makoto Waheihei, into doing it with memories of their courtship, including the first time they got together. And he apparently said to her the words that, oh, every girl dreams of, you're finally old enough. <laughs> He said I was finally old enough. Yeah, I thought that's what she said. <laughs> I didn't rewind it to check. Because why the fuck would I? But no, <laughs> that's uh, that's, that was it. <laughs> Great dialogue. Oh god, Mr. Knight. Yeah, they do. They do have. Some, do they have some sex at this point? Yeah, because later? well, she says to they him, some... "Hey, I love you." No, you don't. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm gonna do exactly what you want, but for all the reasons I said no to before, not because of this. Yeah. Now come here. Yeah. They go have some rough sex, but then he notices all the scars she's got, so they have nicer yeah. sex that involves yeah. him humping her with his pants visibly covering his genitals. He sucks <laughs> her chin for a bit and declares that he's won. That's it. I beat him. I win. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. So with that woman finally thoroughly broken. <laughs> That woman thoroughly pleased. Um, Matthew McConaughey goes on to do man's work. <laughs> yeah, well, he goes home and Suit Guy makes his ninth appearance. We haven't mentioned it, but he keeps showing up. Um, and this time he actually gets to speak. Yeah, same things like there's a 20 second discrepancy. Oh, no. Oh, what does that mean? I wonder. I'm buying into the mystery. Oh, anyway, it <laughs> turns out everything we've described so far has been a video game and that Matthew McConaughey and all the other people that you've met on this island are just characters in a game that's being designed by a young boy we haven't met. Yeah, yeah, actually. Seriously. But I'm just playing my part in the game. Fucking game. This game. Don't you get it? Someone made the whole thing up. All of this. Plymouth Island is a game. There are lots of games on Plymouth Island. Catch the cat. Count the sprats. You get logs and frigate birds and fish finders and bottles of rum. You see, someone made a world on their computer so they could play games. On with the rest of the film. Good luck um, having <laughs> any emotional attachment to any of them. <laughs> Look, just assume that everything that happens in the rest of the film, not really happening, obviously, none of this is real, but it has some sort of connection to what's really happening, which yeah. you'll probably be able to infer. Probably. Not any real-world counterparts, just one boy. Oh, God, no. 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 Well, who we'll see in a couple of shots. Yeah. But, oh, he's important. So um, <laughs> Oh, fuck yeah. He's important to us, the audience. Hang on to your face. So the young boy programmed all of this, including the bit where MM, where Matthew McConaughey takes assholes out on boats for fishing trips like corporate yeah. douchebags, the crippling debt and alcoholism of the main character, hmm. and the frequently having sex with Diane Lane. Yeah, not his did mum. Yeah, did he program the bit where his dad avatar has awkward sex with his mum avatar? To make ends meet. <laughs> In order to blackmail him into killing the dad. I guess. It's a dark kid. You could have just made Uncharted. <laughs> With your dad. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't play that? Climb this rock and then kill many versions of my dad. Over and over again. <laughs> well, your, your stepdad could be all scum. the baddies. Yeah. But the, apparently, according to Suit Guy, the rules have changed, McConaughey. The oh. game isn't supposed to be like this. It's supposed to be a Diane Lane sex simulator. <laughs> what it was designed for. And tuna catching a thon. Just oh, those God, two no. 
Okay, you probably all can see the joke that I thought about making, but let's uh, <laughs> let's steer now, around it. Let's steer this big old look. bitch boat around it. Boom! <laughs> 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 um, yeah. That's no man's land, folk. The Bermuda Triangle. Anyone who goes into <laughs> that joke area never comes back. <laughs> <laughs> like Dianne's put. So after being fairly cool with finding out that he's just a character in a fucking video game, McConaughey yeah. goes to the boat only to find Piagimon. Um, had the bad Jason Clark beaten up by violent yeah. friends of his, I guess, or just hooligans who hang around the island. Yeah. We all know so. We all know where we'd go if we needed to pay <laughs> someone to get beaten up. <laughs> that would be so bad. I'd just go up to a group of um, friends, just, hi, hi guys, would you <laughs> be up for if I gave you like 50 quid? Uh, well, you know, I just, I just say because you're all quite dodgy. We're all Christians. <laughs> you, you came up to us in a church. Ah. Uh, Okay, so that's not some sort of gang thing you've got going on. Our robes. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Are you going to do it? Are you going to give us the 50 quid? <laughs> oh, you got me there, you bloody Christians. <laughs> we'll beat him up for Jesus. So, <laughs> Pierre Jamin had Bad Clark beaten up by violent friends of his. Did the kid program that to happen? Where doff agency? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if at this stage the game is rebelling against the kid's new level. But, uh, yeah. Are happening. any of these characters self-aware? Yeah, oh, fuck. Anyway, next scene, next scene, next scene. Fuck. All right, Halfway, Halfway weirdly manipulates the bad Clark to be on the boat, whilst uh, McConaughey does some really bad philosophy with the suit guy. What if none of this is real? I it's don't not. know. What's, yeah, it's definitely not. Huh. All <laughs> right. So eventually they all end up at the pier, and they load the hilariously out of it Jason Clark onto the fucking boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going for swim, swim. And he's, he's still giving it the big one. Like, oh, I'm the fucking <laughs> boss. <laughs> oh, shrimp boss. So there's mention of a gun, but nothing comes of it. What did Chekhov know anyway? Yeah. Nothing. Well, rules are there to be broken, Paul. He certainly doesn't know how to not be dead, does he? So. <laughs> so what does he fucking know? <laughs> so there's a weird moment where Mogodawahehe is given the chance to go back and catch the cat and have sex with Diane Lane again, which I love. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Come on, you could just go back to your regular life of having <laughs> sex with Diane Lane. It's, it it's is tempting. Diane Lane, meant to represent the temptation for the son to not murder his dad. <laughs> I mean, not murdering your dad is pretty much on a par with having sex with Diane Lane. <laughs> They're similar on the old karmic wheel. The so... halcyon days. Remember when we didn't kill our dad? <laughs> Remember when we and... were just fucking Diane Lane all day? Constantly. <laughs> Oh, but oh no, Haley Joel Osment, who was introduced earlier, came on the boat too. <laughs> Could you kill a cartoon asshole in front of an innocent moon-faced boy? <laughs> well, they do. And then Matthew McConaughey yeah. where he does some good yelling. Yeah. <laughs> and a static shot. <laughs> and the kid, is that, it's not Haley Joel Osment, is it? No. Hey, John oh, I w- I, you have, you, Extraordinary you, now. You, you villain. Got my <laughs> hopes up there. I do this. I call things by not their names. It's terrible. Oh, I just, it, it, it seemed like it was plausible. <laughs> and I just thought this, uh, this time I'm going to believe him. Nah, but, um, Haley Joel Osment's in his 40s now. It's terrible. He's a businessman. Jesus. With big disgusting. business ideas. 
and big business balls. <laughs> um, but Haley Joel Osment in this film is is not really that perturbed. His face is very much a oh to see that Jason Clark has died yeah. by being dragged underwater. Well, they made it look like an accident, but none of them seem yeah. to care that much except McConaughey. No, who turns away <laughs> from this and starts going Patrick. Oh, his name was Jason Clark. Patrick. <laughs> I'll tell him when he stops yelling. So all of this, I guess, finally gives the son the courage to go and stab his abusive dad. Yay. Yeah. Um, which yeah, is... he's making he's making the game to avoid his abusive dad, which I imagine is actually Jason Clark. <laughs> Fun. He kills him. He goes and kills and him. Then... And then Matthew McConaughey talks on the phone to his actual dad. Uh, sorry, to his actual real son. That's your son. Which I have no idea. <laughs> his actual dad. His actual dad, Matthew McConaughey. It's not well, been hey, introduced hey, hey, hey. now. It's John Voight. <laughs> and yeah. He talks to his dad, which I don't know what the fuck. And then they meet. So I guess the son maybe has gone on to live vicariously through the game forever now. Just like a true millennial. Except that he's kind of in juvie at the moment. Oh, yeah. What's that? And and as as it ends, we're treated to a report from the television Yay. explaining all the details of this boy's life that explains where all the names in Plymouth Island come from. Oh, uh, he kind of associated it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's very <laughs> clever. And um, I just enjoy that the film took one more minute to explain the last, the very last unknown to me before, <laughs> before credits. Case, just in case you had any last lingering doubts. Just in case there was, there was a reason to watch the film again <laughs> uh, to figure something out. Yay. There is just, oh God, you can't risk it. You can't risk the audience doing that. Because <laughs> no. if this movie gets seen even, even once fully, it falls apart <laughs> like wet cake in a bath. You've got to have them just semi-paying attention, which is why they brilliantly made it quite dull. Because this really is a very interestingly bad film. Not interesting enough to be interesting, but it is interestingly yeah. bad. It's fairly dull and trite for the first hour and a bit. Um, mm. Then you get the ridiculous plot twist, uh, which promises camp times ahead. Then it just goes back to dull and trite, only now with even no even Noah stakes. <laughs> Yeah, there's 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 Noah stakes. Even there? Noah, like Matthew McConaughey, just doesn't do anything about it. It's not like, yeah. oh, let's get out of here, or <laughs> oh, how weird, I'm I'm struggling. It's just, all right, better kill Jason Clark. <laughs> all right, um, yeah, the game demands it. <laughs> I mean, the plot twist, I guess, is meant to justify why everything is so flat, obvious, and dull. You know, oh, it's uh, these characters aren't very good. The dialogue's really bad. Yeah, but it's being written by like a teenage kid. And it's like, okay, great, but yeah. this is still the world that we, the audience, have to inhabit for almost two hours. Also, it's way too long as well. Uh, yeah, I was interested by mm. it, but in the, in the way, you know, when somebody, instead of laughing, just goes, that's very funny. <laughs> it, it, it's that. It's like, mm, that's interesting. If it, if it was genuinely interesting, I'd have just been watching it. Yeah. But I was going, hmm, interesting. I wonder where um, this is going. It's worth saying, what? you had no idea about the plot twist beforehand. I had heard yeah. about it because I watched Folding Ideas... Um, excellent video on the film. Okay, I've watched. I watched that about a year ago, and he told us the plot to it. I, I watched it because I had no interest in seeing Serenity, and then he said the plot to us, and I was like, "What the fuck, really?" And so I went and found mm -hmm. out more about it, and decided, "Okay, let's do this on OGT in a year." <laughs> <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> Just you wait. It's gonna be great. Um, the yeah. best, the sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. W w after the twist, I found myself writing down mm. everything and going, "Well, there were no." No seeds were sown. When, when you're doing no. a twist like that, you've got to be sowing seeds that are obvious, but make people go, what the fuck is this? Why is this happening? I can't wait to... Yeah. Like in Get Out, when he goes upstairs and everyone stops and watches him go up in silence. You're well, laughing yeah, and, just... and going, what the? F what on earth is going on? This is outrageously yeah. uh, cryptic. 
But for and this... then once you find out what's going on, everything that happens in Get Out makes sense. The fact that all those yeah. people are there essentially for a meat market yes. just makes sense. The problem, the part of the reason this twist is so ridiculous, is because nothing suggests that all of this is a simulation ahead of time. No. Let alone presume a presumably interactive video game. Mm. The the mechanics of this are so baffling. We see a full motion video. We we're seeing full live action stuff. Yeah. But that's presumably not what Patrick is seeing. He's not that good a programmer. It's not yeah. Death Stranding. So is this just how it seems to our characters? What is yeah. the son controlling? Is the dad his avatar? Is the dad sentient, or is he just a manifestation of the son? It's in is no it way explained. It feels like. It feels like a bad screenwriting student came up with it, like, just when he was mm. half an hour from done. And was just, didn't really think it through as to how it impacts on the rest of the fucking thing. It's just like, well, yeah. that would be a good twist. Because like, I guess after the twist, you then, you know, I, I, I went, oh, okay, the radio is talking about getting the big fish all the time. And that's yeah. why that is. And when he's pulling a knife on these customers who want the fish, it's because he's programmed to only want the fish. And, right. you know, after the twist... He he wakes up, but he can't get out of bed until the alarm goes off. Yeah, it's more like you're watching Stranger Than Fiction, except not good. They're, yeah, they're, like yeah, you're right. It's not specific, but it's also not. They're so deeply buried that you're not even sure that they're meant to be clues. Yeah, it's it's irritating. There were things you could do to indicate or make it more obvious on a second watch. Because, like I say, I knew about the twist, so I was looking out for clues mm. the whole time. You, there are things you could do to make it more like a video game. You could have more video game style camera angles, you know, tracking yeah. the character from behind. You could have dialogue be a little, you know, stranger. You could have maybe someone saying the exact same line of dialogue again because, you know, our main character gave the same prompt. Yeah. You know, just little things that just imply that maybe you're stuck in Skyrim. And I feel like maybe yeah. the writer doesn't know video games all that well. Yeah, it does feel like that. Whether that's true or not, it's, it's, let us know. It just feels but, like um, a dad. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright? Yeah. Stephen Wright, please write in <laughs> for the second... Please Stephen write in for the second week in a row and explain <laughs> why I can't stop thinking about you. <laughs> Mr. Wright. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Wright. I, no, and, and added to that, you know, the the twist of it then being a video game, as I said, just made it impossible to give a shit about any of the characters. Yeah. Which seems weird when you think about it, because all it is is just another fiction within a fiction, and why can't I buy into that? Yeah. But, but when, when you have movies or, or literature that go to a fiction within a fiction, there's still yeah. some tenuous link to the outside yeah. world. And there's, there's stakes. This is the Emoji movie all over again, and as much as they just don't make the connection between what is taking up most of the screen time and what we are told is important, because that is... That does matter, what yeah. the audience is told matters. And we are told that all of this in the video game is not going to affect the universe or world of the film. Yeah. Only in as much as McConaughey's decision vaguely encourages the son to go and kill his dad. In which case, this whole movie is essentially about two characters, one seen, one unseen, getting over the stigma of murder in order to kill a guy who deserves it. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> what a great narrative for us all. Why wasn't there a scene where the son was... I mean, where the son had a line. But like, why wasn't there a scene where the son was going, come on, Dad, you can do it. Or like, just something. Where, where the kid was actively wanting... Like, you could see the kid wanting some outcome. Yeah. Like, having him as this distant god who didn't say a single word. Yeah. He just had his face. He didn't even look that troubled when <laughs> his his father was being... His, his stepdad was being abusive outside. Yeah. He just had this really docile, 
placid look on his face, very bovine. Yeah. It, it just where's the connection? Where's the motivation? It's nowhere. Yeah. It's in a bag. I think I think there's two movies to compare this to. And one of them I don't want to spoil, the other one I don't give a toss. The one I don't want to spoil is the Lego movie, which does a similar rug pull near the end, which does actually yeah. a similar thing to the plot. But everything's still great because they do a really good job immediately of it's right under your nose the twist mm. it makes so much sense once it happens yeah it's like of course yeah. that's what lego is and yeah. once it's happened they remember to tie the stakes of the game into the stakes of the real world that we are now revealed and our characters continue to sort of influence the real world and are implied mm. to have agency of their own yeah at no point is it ever saying that these yeah that the Lego men aren't real. <laughs> it's just just different levels of real. Yeah, different levels of real, and also real within the child's imagination, and an important conflict playing out for our main yeah. or for our main character. So that's all very important. Now, the other movie to compare it to is a couple of decades old now, and it's a movie called Identity with John Cusack. Oh yeah, do you remember that? It's um, yeah. it was this tense horror movie situation, and then a big rug pull at the end, and then we go back to the horror movie. And are expected to still care about it after we've learned that none of it is real, and without having established yeah. the real world implications of the fake world events or who has mm. any agency in it. So it reminds me more of Identity than it does of the Lego Movie, and that's just yeah. not really not good. It doesn't really hold up to scrutiny. I mean, we, we, there are so many film movies out there that have had similar, oh yeah, you know, similar concepts. You've got Inception, you've got Source Code. Well, Inception, you know, any, anything. The rug pull is only really in the first five minutes, and it's completely honest with you, unless you buy into one of the uh, conspiracy theories. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Um, maybe not. I don't. Maybe none of it. But it, it, it's still, you know, in in concepts that like yeah. there's something adjacent. Yeah. In execution, very, very different. Yeah. But just an example of how you make that work and care about the characters. Yeah. For one thing, the dream, you know, dreams in Inception are not different characters. They're just extensions or, or yeah. sort of... Yeah, and there are micro consequences for what you do in the dreams. Focused versions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when, when the kid goes off and kills kills the dad, it's... I, I assume you're not supposed to really feel anything because it's not shown and and, <laughs> and there's so. no even real repercussions for it because he's fine and the mum says that he was acting in self-defense. Yeah. And then, and then we're treated to that scene of the son and Matthew McConaughey hugging on the, on the yeah, it's, pier. It just seems like there aren't really any significant consequences. He's in juvie now, but he was locked in his room all the time before anyway. Yeah. And he still seems to have access to his fucking computer. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a strange little film. I will say minute to minute, I wasn't that entertained. It's mm. not so bad that the performances are that good. I will say, in terms of Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway getting the... Rotten, to uh, Rotten Tomatoes, God damn it! the Golden Raspberry nominations. <laughs> yeah. They are probably the ones I'm most frustrated at because if it wasn't for them, probably no one would have cared. Yeah. <laughs> them showing up in this is very odd. Mm. I wonder how it was pitched to them. I mean, I don't think Anne Hathaway was good in this. No. I, di I didn't like her very much. I thought Matthew McConaughey was had enough charm to sort of yeah, bluster his business. way weirdly through this this movie, this drab movie. <laughs> That's just him. That's what a sleazy performance from him looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Still just imminently fuckable. Yeah. Really is fuckable. <laughs> I'm doing it now in my mind and literally because he's standing outside the window and 20 feet, that's all you need. You shouldn't, shouldn't let him get that close. Yeah, all right, Matt, like in a bit. Talking to my mate. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, just perform performances kind of weird everything dialogue very flat. overwritten the the script oh, was diabolical oh man there was there was a cheapness to the feel of it as well yeah. like it felt like a big budget 
movie, but there was something about the directing and the look of it and, you know, the close-up, the camera yeah. panning around to Anne Hathaway when she's naked and Jason oh, Parts inspecting her for scratches. There's just something so tacky about the way it was presented. Yes. We were told, like, I looked online and somebody, on, on the trailer, somebody had written, um, for the first five minutes, it looks like Interstellar 2. And it's like, no, it doesn't. Look how flat that photography is. No, it absolutely is. doesn't. That's really wrong. <laughs> That's really wrong. Just because there's a cornfield and Matthew McConaughey does not an Interstellar make. Look how flat yeah. it's shot. Look at the lighting that Nolan that Nolan and cinematographer used. <laughs> I did think of Interstellar because of the cornfield, but then I also went, oh, this is nothing like this. <laughs> that was a lot better. Remember how good that was. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this isn't a so bad it's good movie. It's a shame because when I was looking at this on IMDb, the first recommended other film was Replicas, but this ain't no yes. Replicas. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it but, certainly isn't. But I do want to give it props for aiming high. Yes, a bold idea that they didn't quite think through. And there's some good implications there. You could make a decent movie out of this premise, I think. Mm. But um, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about the good things. Let's quick fire. All right. Quick fire. I will say that the island, the sea, and the boat all look very nice. Um, there's a particularly yeah. good shot of the boat once. Uh, the sharks start gathering around it near the end, just before the murder. Mm. There's a really good sort of static shot of the boat with the sort of sea and the sharks swirling around them. Nice. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, I really bought into the rampant cheesiness of the opening music and camera dramatically gliding across the ocean until we get <laughs> to the boat. Yeah. It, it looked quite plush and the music itself. Um, mm. oh, the, the guy who did the music, Benjamin Wolfish. Oh, right. From uh, Blade Runner 2049 along with... Uh, yeah. Um, I liked it, yeah. I had yeah. some really nice moments and some um, some Hans Zimmery moments and uh, yeah, a, re- a real mix of stuff. Oh, it was great. quite utilitarian in a good way. Well, let's sample one of them here and see if it's something close to what you're describing. <laughs> <laughs> well, was I close last week with the fucking replicas track? Oh yeah, you got that. Oh good, you got it, mate. <laughs> great, I fucking got it. <laughs> Um, I like the way that McConaughey hey, hey, yares his way into the movie. Like, you hear it before you see him. You see that, Captain? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just him, yeah. And his face glides into frame. <laughs> I like that. And then out again. Camera keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going with that? Yeah. <laughs> he's he's doing a full lap of the planet. He'll, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back in Soon twenty-seven years. I liked when uh, they first see the fish with the also awful members of the public who pay him in the opening. Oh yeah, I'm glad he pulled a knife on them because fuck them. <laughs> drinking beer. Um, the, the the way McConaughey jumps off the top bit of the boat, like and and oh, as yeah. he's landing, he's taking his cigarette out of his mouth to stare. <laughs> Like to mad dog the ocean and throws a cigarette away. It's a nice fluid movement of insanity. <laughs> you can definitely like. do obsessive. As he's leaving Diane Lane's house for the first time, we hear La Danse du Mardi Gras by the Balfour Brothers, and it's great old <laughs> Cajun music. I like Cajun music, and it speaks a personality that the film lacked. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. Do you mean? Do you mean Diane Laid? Oh, right? she is when she meets oh. Matthew McConaughey. Am I right? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Pay that for a dollar. <laughs> I, I said this kind of at the beginning, but it's particularly when McConaughey is reeling in the fish, he, he, he looks like he has fake eye bags. He's, he's so <laughs> weather-beaten and haggard. Mm. It's, it's quite a thing. You know, you know when I said in um, Split... No yeah. glass. Mm. When the high def version of, of the film I had meant I could like I just hang off of the wrinkles in Bruce Willis's face. <laughs> it's a similar thing. It was t- very textured, and uh, the, the the topography of the of the eye bags was really something. It's worth oh. mentioning. It's really something worth mentioning. Oh, yeah. I like the fact that when Diane Lane is talking about her lost cat, we cut to a a long shot, and the cat's just in the foreground, looking like he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. He's like I'm ten feet away, and he's just yeah. I, I don't need finding. <laughs> I don't need finding. It was Matthew McConaughey as the cat as well. Yeah. I couldn't give less of a shit. <laughs> you come get me. I live for a thousand years. <laughs> Did you pass through this night? Who's killing you? <laughs> oh, it's me. I'm a cat. <laughs> shit. I'm a cat. Cats. Idiots. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the natural beauty of Mauritius. Well well done there. Mm. Um, picked a good one. Yep. Again, it's like, I'm shooting this movie. Uh, where? Yeah, again, some fucking paradise. <laughs> bring in the set, boys, and then they bring in Diane Lane. <laughs> so one bit of halfway acting that I really liked was her looking sheepish at the docks when she realizes that they didn't kill him. Uh, the first time out, they come back, and she just kind of looks uh, yeah. sad as a result. And it was a good... It was it was very evocative of a disappointed mum, I found. <laughs> Did that oh, well. sweetie. So, yeah, it's just like, oh. Uh, you tried. <laughs> you didn't kill your dad again. <laughs> I still love you, I suppose. <laughs> I'm going to get you a gun. <laughs> we'll do this together, sweetie. <laughs> no, load it. Don't fucking fanny around with it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't fanny around with it, you cunt! Says Anne halfway. <laughs> Put some minge around it. <laughs> Mum. Put your cock into it. No, not literally. <laughs> they probably could, you small dick boy. <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> I fucking love you, mate. <laughs> seriously mate you're a classic classic son <laughs> love you and your small cock fuck you I genuinely believe that Baker Dill which is his name because um, the son goes to Dylan Baker High School or something oh, I love um, has, has, I genuinely believe he's never heard of Facebook there's a line where she's like where Anne Hathaway goes they're the things that is Facebook you heard of it and he goes nah and I go yeah that's real I believe great, that great, great impression of both of these actors <laughs> I want you to kill my husband nah Nah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my boat. Um, Rum. Oh, come on. The, the world's best dad joke is fucking... Uh, sorry, the world's best dad mug is fucking hilarious. And in one shot, he like raised, he's, he's being like a kind of a dick and then just raises it into frame. And it yeah. it could be such a good joke in a comedy movie of just having an asshole boss. Like, um, and that's why I'm going to fuck your wife later if you don't finish this project. And then just lifts from off screen the world's best dad joke into frame. <laughs> That would be amazing. It could also be subverted by like him holding up world's best secretary mug. Just took it. Just stole it from the secretary. <laughs> That's pretty good, yeah. Fucking hell, Matthew McConaughey's fit in this. Oh, yeah. Look at his body. Look at those pecs. Jesus. Yeah, he took my boobs and now he's got those incredible pecs. What a man. 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 What a something. Something man. Is it very good? <laughs> what a man. What a man. What a man. What a very good man. <laughs> <laughs> Only in that accent, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the whole I'm gonna kill a man today bit. Hi, Patrick. I'm gonna kill a man today. First of all, an interesting 
I like perspective bits like that. Like the idea that on the yeah. day that you kill a man, you know, you'll have something for breakfast that day. And you'll yeah. do something before you go to bed that day. It it makes it a bit more relatable than just, you know, movie mm. time. Um, and then yeah. he has a bit of a speech. I can't remember what's in the speech, but I seem to remember thinking, oh, that's pretty good. More of this would have been good. Like times when... Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> write it down. Deep. <laughs> I, actually, the, when he does say, all right, I'm going to fucking kill him then. Here we go. This is what I'm going to do. Kill him. I did then get tense. I think, oh, it's going to be socially awkward having to kill him. <laughs> Um, on that boat. It's gonna be a bit. <laughs> and you know, I was yeah, had some nervous anticipation. Yeah, good stuff. Very good on him. A little anxious. Yeah. A little anxious. Got that out of you. I'll say that the bar and restaurant looks really nice. There's one bar on the whole island mm. and it's also a restaurant. And there's a bit where he sits at the table and just as he sat at the table I really just wanted to be there too, waiting on some of his great Cajun food. And Aww. just yeah, I was just like, Yeah, I wanna be there in that bar. It looks great. So warm and open, you know, no doors or windows to be seen, in spite of the fucking empty. storm season. Uh, empty, fuck yeah, crucially. And uh, <laughs> some guy's got ham and eggs. Bring it on. Oh, yeah, he did offer ham and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> it's your dream. <laughs> if only there was somewhere uh, in London where I could get ham and eggs or a deep pan pizza. A deep pan pizza. it's not falafel and espresso. Oh, God. And donuts now, apparently. <laughs> Works well for the very the unhealthy people. <laughs> it's fine for us. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> Finally, one of these fads is just really genuinely harmful to people. <laughs> oh, are we back on? Quinoa? Bring them down to my. Level. Are we back on quinoa? Oh, we're putting the quinoa on the donuts. Okay, okay. Hang it behind this. Yeah, go on then. Off you go, <laughs> Oscar. Uh, the 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 swimming dream sequence that he has. You know, I'm going going for a swim, and he jumps off the fucking cliff. And all that. But it ends with the sun. It sort of cuts to the sun, and the sun pulls the blanket over his head when the dad starts being abusive. Oh yeah. And as he does that, McConaughey is sucked through this water tunnel before he wakes up. Oh. And it was just nice, overt surrealism F- for a second there that made me go, ooh, what's going on? How are they connected? <laughs> I bet it's going to be good. <laughs> I bet it's not going to be contrived. The trailer for this was really good. It had this thing where it made use... I love it when a trailer makes use of a... Di- it's very played now, but I like it when a trailer makes use of a gi- diegetic sound and turns that into soundtrack. And in this, it was the tick of the reel being pulled out by the fish. There's a sort of... T- mm. t- and it turned that into like a percussive th- uh, motif throughout the trailer. This is about temptation. There's right and wrong. Yeah. In Plymouth. Everybody knows everything. But I've got kind of a big day tomorrow. I know all about your big day. And that was... Uh, yeah, pretty cool as it got more and more intense. But again, cool. nothing in the trailer or poster suggests that this might turn out to be a video game. <laughs> it's not a hint. When you look at what in the film gave it away that it was a video game, it's only exposition. Yeah. And they just, you need something other than that to, to start <laughs> sowing seeds. Or you just do a Christopher Nolan and just don't tell anybody what it's about. <laughs> exactly. You'll find out. Just go see it, you pricks. Just go <laughs> see it, you pricks. Go see it. <laughs> Jesus. Absolute dickhead. <laughs> If only you nobos could stop asking questions about me. And just watch it with your stupid bloody eyes. <laughs> Shit eyes. I bet. Shit eyes and your, your wanky ears. My eyes are in and IMAX. Your, <laughs> and your cock shoes. <laughs> Hang on a minute, pulls off the moustache. Mum! Oh shit. <laughs> Get your little dick out of here. <laughs> Stick it up the gun or get it out of my face. <laughs> or shoot it in my face if you think you've got the ball, son. <laughs> uh, 
Hans, take him away. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah, master. Take him away, Hans. Um, <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> I, the, the Fontaine Fish Finder. Fontaine, apparently a reference to Bioshock. Yeah, apparently. Um, Let's throw one in. Game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Officer to... Pac-Man? <laughs> it's a reference to Bioshock 5. <laughs> Long live Fontaine. Oh, no. It had a yeah, it had a bit of a fifties travelling salesman feel to it, which I quite yeah. liked. Yeah, it was very obs- obs- uh, conspicuous. Yeah, a bit of a Michael movie. Shannon, circa season three of Borderwalk kind of feel to him. Mm. Four? I think it was four actually. Where there's a vacuum, sale, a pops and pan salesman. So I will go for a big bunch of dialogue then, and I'll save one for the end. Okay. And halfway asking him, "Do you own this boat? You own this boat? Yeah, me in the bank. Take turns. Pretty good. That's a pretty sort of self-deprecating yeah. Hawksian, uh, Raymond Chandler style line." Well, they, they tell him about the, you got this fish in your mind, haven't you? And he's like, You do know it's just in your head, right? Well, hell yeah. That's why I gotta get him out of there. Nice. That's pretty good. One of the funnier lines is uh, something like, um, I called your office. You said you are real. That's very kind of them. Did you ask them what real means? Uh, I didn't have enough coins to get into that conversation. Very smooth. Um, and my favorite line of his, the fucking salesman, is. God, I hope I say this right because it's maddening. It really is maddening, and he delivers it just naturally enough that you wouldn't maybe think about what a fucking baffling line this is. But what the line is is, "Who the fuck I am is I am the rules." Who the fuck I am is I am the rules. <laughs> wow. Wait, did you say yes? <laughs> think about it. Oh uh, yeah. I actually, I like, I like the line. Uh, My husband's waiting for you. This is Plymouth. I already know. It was just it was it delivered in that sort of this is Plymouth I already know. <laughs> it was it was good and I think that was bef- was that before the video game reveal? It must have been after, right? Because uh, yeah, yes, it he was. Gets told. I think it was before because I still thought it was uh, good that he was just riffing on the way this town works, yeah. and I wasn't completely dis- uh, like disenfranchised right. by the reveal. <laughs> My last one is a line of dialogue that I did actually think was really good. Um, oh, yeah? Where. We get told, and again, the, the fucking meta text of this is maddening, but I, the line is If I didn't catch fish all day, I didn't catch fish, I didn't catch fish all day, I'd find a way to kill you. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a really good one, and I don't know who said it to whom in any context, or if it ever actually got said, or if the son just thought it was a cool line, but it is a pretty cool oh, yeah. line, so mm-hmm. hopefully it got said at some point. Paul, what about the OGT? Okay, so uh, OGT, Katie, uh, Katie writes about said, so I know the premise from Paul and hearing about it made my day. Yes. After I heard about it, I texted Katie to say, do you care? Do you know that movie Serenity? And she said, yeah. Are you ever going to watch it or give any shit about it? And she said, no. And I was like, great. Let me tell you what this movie is about. <laughs> because I want to know if you had any impression that it might be like this from any of the merchandising around it. <laughs> it's snowing. Oh, is it? Yeah, here in London, it's just started snowing. Oh, no. Let's see if it's... Uh, back to rain. So let's see if it's settled by the time the podcast's over. <laughs> nope, it's gone back to rain. It's that very Sweet. rainy snow. Rule Brita- Britannia. Rule <laughs> Britannia, am I right? It was part of the EU negotiations. We get all the snow. <laughs> We're going to have all the snow and rain now. Finally, as is our birthright. <laughs> Screen Mayhem, a Screen Mayhem Ooh. said it was a visual feast. That bathroom scene, it was effectively creepy a number of times. Bathroom scene. I, 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 I will say, I thought there were a lot of effective shots yeah, sure. in there and um, some, some set pieces that were 
that did yeah keep my curiosity from time to time mm. um keep it from time to time it kept it at a it kept it at a, at a like a, a a three where i kept going ah. <laughs> yeah the mm. bloody you know what when Anne halfway is waking up and you can see the bloody side of the bed behind her and it just keeps it out of focus for ages and it's like come on wake up and see it so we know what's going on like i was invested enough to be curious about what was going on back there so yeah yeah Mm. Good stuff. Well, good on it. Thanks, OG Team. Thanks, OG Team. Thanks, OG Team. Thanks, OG Team. Thank you, OG Team. Can't bring people back from the dead. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. So there are quite a few movies that do the whole revealing the world isn't that we're seeing isn't what we thought it was. Yeah. You know, Ooh. but good. You know, got the Lego movie, The Good Place recently, The Truman Show back in the yep. day. Uh, Playtest, the Black Mirror episode, essentially did uh, exactly yeah. this. Um, but for spooky action on a boat, I'm going with Triangle. Mm. Beautiful Triangle, super my angle. Written and directed by Christopher Smith, Triangle is a really effective sort of horror thriller from a few years ago. Yeah. In 2009, in which a woman finds herself on a boat with some friends and there's creepy going-ons on this uh they find a cruise ship basically abandoned and they manage to clamber on board and there's some interesting time spent exploring this yacht which seems to have been completely abandoned very abruptly um but as they go they encounter a dangerous stranger and um as our lead character continues to explore she finds that things aren't quite what they seem and that uh she's gonna have to learn how to escape the triangle (laughs) and yeah it just does that whole sort of fake world real world kind of thing much more interestingly mm. yeah with yeah. actual stakes agreed and it never loses track of who the main character is or how <laughs> real they are it does remind you every 30 minutes that these people are real <laughs> don't worry guys it's weird but real <laughs> <gasps> last one trio comes out <laughs> yeah. fucks everyone and then for me the you know could it be Interstellar because of an actual decent Hathaway and McConaughey pairing? Or mm. Inception for similar splicing and bending of rules, but in an effective and groundbreaking and it, best film of ever. Is it just Christopher uh, Nolan? <laughs> the rotating rotisserie body of Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Finally on show in his, in his mausoleum before death, as we all wanted. <laughs> Don't um, crowd the mausoleum. Leave my air hole. Stop pushing popcorn through the nose holes. <laughs> I need those to smell cinema. <laughs> Before it arrives. I'm going to sniff it out. In my new format, IMAX Smell-O-Vision. We're going to make the biggest smells in Europe. I must rotate in a glass box forever. Vision. Um, but no, it's, and, and, it's not, and it's not going to be uh, the film I'm defending next week. Oh, oh yes! Uh, even, even though it probably... Well, it's, yeah, it's, all better than, it's better than this. I'll say that. Well, and, we'll find uh, out. The rest we'll just have to wait and see. If it, look, if it's if it's not better than Serenity, then Jesus Christ! <laughs> Fuck me, what a fall from grace! Uh, but no, it's uh, Source Code. I mentioned it oh, earlier. Yeah. Duncan Jones' 2011 sci-fi action thriller starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Michelle Monaghan and Vera uh, Farmiga. It's extremely tight concept and most and Vera Farmiga. Oh, get my meaning. Oh yes, and Jeffrey Wright. Oh yeah. Oh fuck him! Oh, yeah. Go on then, Jeff. <laughs> Jeffo. <laughs> I want your Jeffo. <laughs> I want your Jeffos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I want your little Jeffos. Source code, an extremely tight concept, and most importantly, it knows how to keep us invested in the characters. Still has real world connections, even though most of them aren't real. I had a had a lot of fun watching this movie. It's, it's yeah. dark and moves at a great pace. It's just mm. very well done and very enjoyable. Yeah, it definitely is. It's really fun. Yeah, very exciting as well. And it was made shortly after Inception, and just felt like, oh, maybe this is just what gonna be gonna be what action movies are now. Maybe yeah. they're all gonna be these high concept sort of layered reality thrillers now. I am up mm. for it, but it was just that in the Adjustment Bureau, really. Which was Born Meets Inception, apparently. And that <laughs> oh, is The One Better Thing. The One Better Thing. All right, Paul, how can people find out about the OG team? How could people be in the OG team? If you want to be in the OG team, then you've got to pass the Twitter test. And that is to type in OGT pod, press enter, and then follow us. Um, but then not to un- unfollow us when we follow you back, because... Uh, uh, that happens a lot and you know we're, we're human beings with feelings yeah and uh it really hurts if i don't get to unfollow you first <laughs> facebook as well um we mostly put the call out for the og team on twitter so if you want to start s- suggesting your good things do it on twitter your good thing yeah. we also have a patreon where um if you, anyone who wants to support us for the work for the really important work we're doing you can do that for as little as a dollar a month and it's just a, as our way of saying thank you you get loads of exclusive content at the moment where uh, things are coming out almost every week yeah um so as regularly as the podcast so it's like double pulls at that stage mm. so yeah thank you so much for everybody who's already contributed and for uh, being a part of og team whether patreon or not you're, you're pretty great you sometimes smell a pasties but <laughs> as long as it's fresh that's all right. Yeah. As long as it's yeah. uh as long as it's not steak and kidney. Yeah. Too, too... Do you like steak and kidney pies though? Oh, it's a bit heavy though. Yeah. As a smell goes. As a smell for your OG team. It's uh that cold kidney it's a smell bit is full on. Yeah. You're going to have trouble concentrating that afternoon. Yeah. Except on any, any, anything other than how delicious that pie was. <laughs> oh, uh my soundtrack for mm. Baby Bib Media's Roll to Car Season 1 Cyberpunk 2020 is now available on Bandcamp. If you listen to the series and you like the sounds that I was bringing there, a bit, uh, bit of Blade Runner, a bit of You Were Never Really Here, a bit of uh, You Were Really Here. Um, <laughs> that's, the kind of, that's the kind of contradiction I like to bring to my pieces. Then, yeah, it is on Bandcamp. Fuck yeah, bit of duality. Bit of, a bit of that duality, yeah. Yeah, and a little bit of Brechtian alienation. Yeah. In as much as I'm regularly calling you a cunt throughout the entire soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> you can, he can be heard. Um <laughs> really deep man Hell's a Skelter it's back to back to front subliminal advertising <laughs> in advertising yeah that's how you sell things to people in advertising yeah <laughs> buying my stuff on Bandcamp links will be in the episode description and uh, you should add, if, if you've never heard of any of this if none of this makes sense if you think this guy's a joker what an absolute clown saying these nonsense words you should probably just listen to Roltercast yeah They've, uh, they're halfway through their Vampire the Masquerade season there's some more great music in there there's some really good Actong. Actong? <laughs> Actong. Is, that what, is that what it is? Yep, Action. Actong. There's, there's some good Actong. It's, it's a really good podcast to get in your faces. Absolutely. So do that. I'm Paul to cast. I'm Paul in your face. <laughs> and remember, one good thing about Serenity is that if you weren't watching it, we'd probably have to find a way to kill you. Yeah.